All right. So, good morning and happy Sunday to those of you joining us online and all of you present here. If you missed it, I'm Pete. I'm one of the pastors here. We're super glad that God's with us today. God loves you. This week, we are wrapping up our series on The Way Forward, where we have been asking how God might help us through a crossroads that this church is facing. After years of pandemic and cultural polarization, we lost so many of our casual attenders. We lost almost none of our core members, but we lost a lot of folks who were coming but not yet in. And we are seeking God's direction for how we can grow again. We also hit financial challenges this year as we send out the Refuge Church Planting Team and as we faced a bunch of surprise building expenses. You know how it is when a furnace goes out. We believe that the way forward will be through the values that God has built within us as a community. Our four founding values are the presence of God, loving relationships, diversity, and service. Last week, I walked us through the first 10 whole chapters of 1 Corinthians, looking at how the Apostle Paul helped the early church deal with their differences. Diversity is a gift from God. It's what allows us to be interdependent as we use our strengths to help each other with our weaknesses. But when people are self-interested and self-centered, diversity becomes unhealthy competition that sacrifices other people for our own needs. Throughout 1 Corinthians, Paul appeals to service and love as the path to harmony. In order to have harmony, you have to have different notes that sound good together. It's taking our differences and making them beautiful to the ear. Through service, our God-given diversity becomes beautiful music instead of discord. And so we're going to dive into 1 Corinthians 11 through 16 so that we can finish well. At the start of the chapter, Paul addresses intergender challenges And he speaks to the interdependence that God intends in choosing to make us different. Verse 11 of chapter 11. Among the Lord's people, women are not independent of men, and men are not independent of women. For although the first woman came from a man, every other man was born from a woman, and everything comes from God. In the creation story in Scripture, it said that it was not good for the first human to be alone. And so God split the first human into two, male and female. It is God who made you different. If you have come to believe that your differences mean you don't fit in, it is God's plan that your differences would be the reason that you fit in. God did this so that instead of being independent, we can be interdependent. We fit together because everything comes from God who made us this way. Men and women, let us love each other, even though it's real hard. At the end of chapter 11, Paul addresses one of the central conflicts going on in the Corinthian church. The early church would often celebrate communion as a community meal where everybody came together and ate. And that's what they were doing, but the wealthy are coming early and eating all the food before the working class people can get there. Their selfishness is excluding the poor from Christ's table, and that is an offense against God. 
Paul says this in chapter 11, verse 22. Do you really want to disgrace God's church and shame the poor? What am I supposed to say? Do you want me to praise you? Well, I certainly will not praise you for this. Paul could be direct at times. He continues in verse 27. So anyone who eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. And that's why many of you are weak and sick, and some have even died. As the body of Christ, we are called to include those who are different from ourselves. When we exclude the poor in particular, that is serious enough to lose the protection and favor of God. When I was a kid, my grandparents on my mom's side were Catholic, and we had a prayer we said before meals, bless us, O Lord, in these thy gifts which you're about to receive in the body through Christ our Lord, amen, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. And it was like at least half that speed, maybe a little closer to that speed. And I memorized it, and I thought it was a good prayer. There's a place called Pacham and Terrace that as an adult I've gone to. It's a Catholic retreat center and hermitage. You get a cabin in the woods. They bring you uh, cheese, fruit, and, or cheese, fruit, and bread. And uh, you just get to be there in peace and pray and read the Bible and be with God. And it's beautiful. And uh, Monday through th- Friday, you can join them for dinner and have a half hour of being with other people. And they have a prayer. Bless us, the Lord, in these thy gifts which you're about to receive in the body through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And help us remember the poor. Every time they eat, they remind themselves that there are people who are not eating right now. In the Christian tradition, it has long been the case that we pray over meals because it's an opportunity for gratitude. Do you know how many people aren't eating a meal every time you eat? It's an opportunity to say, thank you, God, for what you have given. It is a gift. It is from you. It's not just my work. It's your gift, too. And I love the idea that when we are giving God gratitude for what we have been given, there's an opportunity to remember the people who have not been given the same. In chapter 12, Paul returns to telling us God's plan for how we work together. He says in verses 4 to 7, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. What's that saying? We're different, our strengths are different, and it's God who did that on purpose. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. And so after addressing the challenges that came out of their differences in income, by telling the rich to make space for the poor and to share, Paul returns to the theme of service. He outlines again how it's God that makes us different so that those differences will be used in service to each other. This is what a healthy church looks like. Instead of sitting back and criticizing each other because you're not good at the stuff I value, we open our arms and embrace each other and include each other's weaknesses and failings. Paul makes this even more clear later in the chapter, verse 18. But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. 
In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. And so we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. And so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it, and if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you, together, are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. And so if we want to live in harmony, we need to understand God's purpose for making us different from each other. It is so that we can cover for one another instead of turning on one another. It's so we can protect those in need and weakness and give them extra honor and extra care. That's how we make a beautiful melody together because we are literally part of each other. Together we are one body. Try though we might, each of us is part of the whole. This is why when you have gifts, it's not so you can sit around and criticize the people who have the opposite, right? Everybody around here should be more like the thing I like. Have you ever heard people say that? Have you ever said that? Here's the thing I care about. Why don't the rest of these people care like I do? It's specifically so you can serve them with the care that God has given you. That's why. It's because they're not as good at you as that thing. Is it possible you're not as good at that as something as the people around you? Chapter 13 is the love chapter. It's about the single most important thing in the world, which is love. I'm going to skip most of this chapter because I preach it every time I get the opportunity to do so. But I'm going to read the last verse. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. There is nothing greater or more eternal than love. And when we love God and love people, we are participating in the highest calling of creation. In chapter 14, Paul continues to address the divisions among Corinthians. They've made an hierarchy of spiritual gifts, and it's caused them to put some people ahead of others and make them like the super special holy person in the room. Paul again brings them back to God's purposes in our differences. Verse 26, well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. When you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some special revelation God has given. One will speak in tongues and another will interpret what is said. But everything that is done must strengthen all of you. The purpose of God's gifts, which become our strengths, is so that we can strengthen others. If you're great at organization, it is not so you can condemn the disorganized or avoid them. If so that you can strengthen the whole body. If you're outgoing and welcoming, it is not so you can shame the introverts right? It's so that you can be hospitable to everyone. Our gifts are our calling to service. In chapter 15, Paul encourages the Corinthians about the resurrection. Keeping our eyes on the final prize can help us be together in the present. It can empower our service. We can give our strengths away because they're not actually lost. They are stored in eternity 
because that's where servant love comes to full fruition. Chapter 15, verse 51, let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Amen. I've been sick for three and a half months. Amen. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 The final chapter of 1 Corinthians is a bunch of details, including Paul telling them to practice what he taught the Galatians, take a weekly offering for believers in need. And he closes with a blessing, verses 23 and 24. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love to all of you in Christ Jesus. As a church community, our ability to move forward after a really tough three-year season requires the presence of God, individually and in community. Without the Spirit of God leading us forward, the path is dark, the way is lost, As we rely on God's Spirit, there is hope and there is light to lead us forward. And so come and learn and experience the Holy Spirit at Holy Spirit Nights every month. It is the Spirit who reveals our way forward. We need loving relationships to sustain us on the path forward. Love's the most important thing Jesus called us to do, and it is in our purpose as a community Being together in life groups and serving on teams gives us the opportunity to love each other. Today is a great day to join a life group and to serve on a team. The kingdom of God was created with diversity, crazy diversity. I forget how many millions of millions of kinds of just bugs there are. God made the world super diverse. At River Heights Vineyard, we want to express the kingdom of God through all kinds of diversity. And in our differences, practice loving each other and the world around us. We are committed to being different and united. And service, our final value, is what we are called to in the purpose God has given this church. There's only one verb that we do in our purpose. River Heights Vineyard is called to help people love God, love people, and change the world. That's what we're here to do. Sunday mornings, Alpha, life groups, help us and help others love God. Serving on a Sunday team like Vineyard Kids, welcome or hospitality or at our Thanksgiving giveaway, which is coming These things help us love people as we serve together. As we lean into the values that God has given us, we change the world. This is our way forward. And I invite you to join us in helping more and more people love God, love people, and change the world. I want to invite you to stand and the worship team to come forward at this time. I've got some tips for you for putting the Word of God into practice as we have received it today. (coughs) 
excuse me. Tip number one is to read 1 Corinthians 11 through 16. I had to skip some verses today, or we would have been here a long time. And so you can go back and check and see how I did. And you can see what God has for you in these passages. Tip number two, pray for opportunities to serve and then take them. You notice it does not say uh, you need to go serve by doing blank. You can trust God to reveal to you service that is good and healthy. It might not always feel that way. I've been called to serve God in ways that are occasionally challenging and difficult and have grown me a lot. But I trust God when God is the one speaking. And so pray and ask God, God, how would you have me serve? Tip number three, ask God to show you one person this week different from you to practically serve. God's given you strengths so that you can cover and bless those who are different from you. And I think given what's in 1 Corinthians, it would be good for you to pick somebody that you know is in a financially tough place. Pick someone that you know is not doing as well as you are right now. Invite them over, buy them coffee, call them up and ask them if they'd like a pizza for dinner. Whatever it is that God would put on your heart, let's take the opportunity to remember the poor. Amen? If you're on the prayer team, now is a great time to come forward. And I'd like the whole prayer team to come forward today. If you're on the prayer team, please just come up to one side or the other. We want to pray for anyone who's going out with the refuge. Got to bless them corporately. We'd like each individual person to receive a blessing today. If you're going out with the refuge, come on up and have folks uh, pray with you. And I'm going to lead the rest of us in our closing prayer as we transition to worship and prayer. Uh, God, we are so grateful that you have made us different. Thank you for giving us strengths, and thank you for giving strengths that cover our weaknesses. God, we give ourselves to you and ask that you would show us how to serve with love, how to cover over for the places where we are weaker and the places that we fail. God, we ask that you would make us a community that holds together around loving relationships and your presence. We also ask you to bless our friends who are going away, God, for a time. Amen. As we transition into worship and prayer, the team will let us know when the service is over. Uh, come and get prayer as you need it. I do think in particular in this service, if you feel like your differences have isolated you and have made you feel alone and like you don't belong, we would love to pray that that would be broken off of you. It is a lie from the enemy. It is not how God has made you and how God sees you. And so we encourage you to get prayer as you feel led today. God bless you, friends.